Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1024, air date January 18th, 2022. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I've... Um been working at home on a couple of things, but I did not want to miss this live for you today to really talk about uh, an important project we're going to be launching. And this is really because of everyone's request. Over the last several months, many of you have said, hey, Dr. Shiva, can you run the ingredients that are in the uh, Pfizer Jabin through Cytosol? Um, so for all of those who are new, we're gonna first of all give you an overview. I have a little video, what is Cytosolve? Then we're gonna discuss something very important because I uh, wanted to do this. However, we didn't know what the ingredients were in the Pfizer Jabin. And more importantly, we need concentrations of what they are because we can't just make up numbers. So I, several, I think about a week ago, I put out a post asking people to help us find what are the ingredients? And all of you, I think there were several thousand comments that came back. And a number of people who are in the field, nurses, in fact, a couple of people, um, Emily Cross, I believe, found a document that came out very recently on January 3rd, 2022. And that document had listed in there the specific ingredients in the Pfizer, BioNTech, Jabin, but also listed the ingredients and the concentrations because you need to know the specific concentrations so we'll also share with you that uh, i'm also going to talk to you about the fact that cytosol is a revolutionary technology that came out of my phd work at mit and where we first developed it and then i validated it through many many years and then we use it in commercial research and developing new products we'll also talk to you about a product that's come out of that mv25 which comes from natural ingredients we figured out the right combinations for the right efficacy, et cetera. Um, the next thing we're gonna talk about is I wanna also talk to everyone about, um, we did a march on uh, Moderna uh, yesterday, very, very cold day, but suddenly right when we started the march, the sun broke in a, in a wonderful way. But on January 22nd at 12 p.m. in Kendall Square, we'll be doing another march onto Pfizer and Moderna. And the key thing I wanna to emphasize to everyone is the misleaders in activism, what I call the not so obvious establishment, always want us to work with Congress, work with politicians to do something. The reality is these politicians are all prostitutes. So anyone telling people to go to city halls and state houses in Washington DC to big, do a big uh, demonstration um, is basically running a circus and they want to misdirect us from the real enemies. And we'll talk about that too. So let me begin. So first of all, um, again, to those of you who are new, many of you know that my background is I'm a um, biological engineer, I'm a systems biologist, um, but fundamentally a systems enge engineering systems guy. And um, when you look back at the recent history over the last 20 years, something profound took place in 2003. Uh, we discovered that 
the human genome, which means your genes and my genes, if you look at the, the genetic, uh, the, the genome of our DNA, we only have 20,000 genes, okay? In 1993, when the Genome Project started, we thought we had about, um, you know, a million genes or hundreds of thousands of genes. And we knew a worm in 1993 only had 20,000 genes. So we assumed that a human being must have more genes because we're so much more complex. The interesting thing was what ended up happening was we found out we only have 20,000 genes in 2003. So that led to a field called systems biology. And what systems biology said was complexity is not a function of the number of genes. We actually have to be able to understand genes, create proteins, and basically our complexity is not the number of genes, but because of the complexity of molecular reactions that take place within the human body is more complex than the complexity of molecular reactions in a worm. And those are called molecular pathways. So in 2003, I came back to MIT because I had a deep love of medicine, a deep love of engineering. I'd been in and out of MIT for many years, as some of you may know. Um, but um, what happened was my advisor, former advisor at MIT uh, said, Shiva, you've loved medicine. You've created major systems like email and other tools. Um, why didn't you come back to MIT? And the challenge is imagine using the computer to mathematically model the entire cell. For that matter, if you could use a computer to model different kinds of diseases and molecular reactions, we could discover things faster, cheaper, and safer, which means instead of killing a lot of animals, instead of wasting a ton of time in, do, in doing all this lab work and again, killing animals and human clinical trials on products that were never gonna work, which means we're highly toxic or maybe aren't even efficacious, we could do that way ahead using computational biology. So I was very excited. I came back in 2003 and for the next four years, I developed a technology called Cytosolve. Cytosolve became really uh, frankly, it's a revolution in medicine. And then for the next five or seven years, I published an, a number of papers validated in the biggest journals in the world. And then we've commercialized it to help other companies. Uh, we had thought the pharma guys would want to use this because they waste 13 years building a product. Their stuff hurts people. In fact, I did some initial work for a company called Alnylam. In fact, we went to Pfizer uh, many years ago and their innovation group, um, we, asked, uh, we asked them, hey, there's a disease called lupus, you know, which is a horrible disease. Could we mathematically model that? And we started that work and suddenly the innovation group went away. It's like they didn't really want to um, do innovative kinds of things. But we've been helping lots and lots of uh, companies, uh, particularly in the natural product space, figure out the right combination. More recently, I'll share with you with MV25, we helped uh, we created our own product for pain and inflammation. I'll talk about that. But right now, uh, to give you a nice video, which Cytosol really is, I'm going to play you this video that'll give you in a, in a consolidated way what Cytosol is. John, can you play that video, please?
Who would have ever thought someone like me would invent email and create Cytosol to revolutionize health for personalized and precision medicine, a system for delivering the right medicine for the right person at the right time? I was born a low-caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. As a child, I observed my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practice Siddha, India's oldest system of medicine, to heal local villagers by observing their face, to know their unique constitution, to deliver a unique combination of foods, healing herbs and massage. The caste system and her abilities to heal inspired me to understand the interconnectedness of all life. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, technologist, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. As a 14-year-old, I began working as a full-time research fellow at Rutgers Medical School to unravel the mysteries of sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, and created the world's first email system long before I ever heard of MIT. As I traverse academia over the next three decades, I observe self-serving academics, never solving real problems, writing grant after grant, competing for tenure, while diminishing real science and real scientists, pushing a reductionist science to destroy the scientific method. Like the blind men who never saw the whole elephant, but the parts, they delivered a dismembered view of reality. I observe Big Pharma use such reductionism, wasting billions year after year to fund research in test tubes, killing animals, and using the poor as guinea pigs for clinical testing to create products that even the FDA no longer allowed. Not only Big Pharma practice this reductionism, but also the elites of Big Vitamin, Big Green, and Big New Age, with gurus and yogis, empowered by Hollywood celebrities, selling one supplement after another based on a cherry-picked science. All that changed in 2003, when the Human Genome Project ended, revealing that humans have the same number of genes, about 20,000, as that of a worm, giving rise to a systems biology. We realized that one-size-fits-all medicine was a failure. We realized their medicines were killing us, making today's generation's lifespan shorter than any previous generation. Obesity, heart disease, deaths from adverse reaction to drugs, confusion on what diet, what supplements, and who to believe is what they have delivered you. They push natural and organic products for your beauty and wellness, while their real solution is their plastic surgeons and Botox. We've been sold out. It's time for real science, a system science that interconnects the parts to discover truth, to know what really works, to get the health we need and deserve. This is why I created Cytosol. Cytosol is about truth, freedom, and health versus power, profit, and control. Cytosol is a revolutionary technology integrating bioinformatics, computational biology, mathematical modeling, decentralization to reveal the truth. Cytosol computes trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions to discover what actually works based on the actual science. No reductionism, no cherry picking. Cytosol's predictive modeling has been proven accurate time and time again, matching laboratory results. Cytosol discovers synergistic combinations of compounds to maximize health and reduce toxicity. For example, we know curcumin from turmeric and resveratrol from red grapes alleviate inflammation. But how much should we combine? Current methods are hand-waving at best. Here, with Cytosol, we first model the control condition with no curcumin and no resveratrol to simulate high inflammation with the cytokine level at 0.15 micromolar. Next, we add just 5 micromolars of curcumin. The inflammation drops to 0.05. Next, we use 5 micromolars of resveratrol and the inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.06. But when we combine curcumin and resveratrol of 3 micromolars of curcumin and 2 micromolars of resveratrol, inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.03, far lower, nearly 200% less than just one compound alone. That's the synergy principle of system science. We've all had enough of their fake and reductionist science. They think we'll simply keep buying their marketing, their celebrities, and their products that can never truly heal us. We don't need them. Great things come when we integrate the best of things. It's our time. It's 
time we delivered solutions for ourselves. It's time for truth, freedom, and health. It's time for Cytosol. Welcome. All right, so what you can see is, and by the way, I'm doing this out of my, um, one of our small offices here at home because we're having a bunch of work done. But anyway, um, so what you can see there is Cytosol is a very powerful technology that can look at different biological phenomenon, which means, which are ultimately molecular reactions in the body, mathematically model them in a, and then figure out how different interventions, so if you, let's say, eat caffeine or drink caffeine or you take turmeric or you take resveratrol, or if you get a jabine, how will that affect you? But in order to do this, we need to know the ingredients and the concentrations. So, John, if you can bring up uh, what we recently found, uh, in the, uh, it, this is what we were able to find. Are the actual, a little bit closer, John, can you zoom in more? Yeah. So these are the ingredients in the COVID jabine uh, in one single dose from the Pfizer BioNTech uh, jabine. Now, where do we get this information? It's literally from the letter that the FDA issued uh, to Pfizer on January 3rd, 2022. Again, we thank all of you for helping us find this. It's not easy. Now, there's a lot of stuff out on the internet saying, oh, this is there, this isn't there. There could be, but this is the official legal document put out by the Food and Drug Administration of the United States talking about what's in the Pfizer Jabin. So if you think about it, there's different ingredients in here at different concentration levels. So let me walk you through this. 0.3 milliliters. So um, those people who got the Jabin in their arm, right? They literally got 0.3 milliliters, right? So one milliliter is a thousandth of a liter, okay? Right, so if you got uh, you know, one milliliter, that's a thousand. This is, um, you know, 0.3 tenths of a thousand milliliter. Okay. So that's the, that's, so if you were to look at it, that's the amount of in a dose. So if you look at in that 0.3 milliliters, that 0.3 milliliters is composed of different ingredients. The first ingredient on this list is 30 micrograms, which is 10 to the minus sixth grams of the actual mRNA, okay? That means the RNA, which is used to encode to the spike protein, okay? Uh, uh, the glycoprotein, okay, specifically. So there's 30 micrograms of that in that 0.3 milliliters. So that's it. So you can calculate, if, once you know the molecular weight, the concentration, okay? That's why I've been asking people for the concentration because in order to run it through cytosol, we needed the concentration. The second thing you see here are three lipids. So why do I say this? So if you have the RNA that is surrounded by literally a ball and that ball surface um, is made up of lipids, fats. And you can see here, there are three um, things that compose that uh, ball. First is uh, 0.43 milligrams within that 0.3 milliliters of four hydroxybutyl as an deal, but bis hexane 61 diy bis 2 hexyl decanate. What does that mean? That is a 
molecule, okay? And I don't, I didn't drew the structure for you, but that entire thing, what I just read to you is a compound, all right? So that's the second ingredient and there's 0.43 milligrams of that. Next is 0.05 milligrams, which compose again, the surface of where the RNA uh, is encapsulated by. Uh, what's normally known as PEG, polyethylene glycol. This is 2-polyethylene glycol, 2,000-N-N-di-ethra-decla-acetamide, uh, okay? Again, another molecule, okay? The next thing that also composes that ball surrounding the mRNA is 0.09 mg's of 1,2-di-sterol-SN-glycero-3- phosphocholine. Again, another molecule, but it's, a, but it's 0 0.09 milligrams. Okay. And then you have uh, 0.2 milligrams of cholesterol, with, which is included 0 0.01 milligrams of potassium chloride, 0 0.01 milligrams of monobasic potassium phosphate, 2.52 milligrams of sodium chloride, 0 0.07 milligrams of dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate, and six milligrams of sucrose sugar. So when you look at it, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ingredients. Okay. John, bring it back to the screen and make it in the smaller screen. Keep it still there. So there's 10 ingredients in the Jabin. Okay. At various concentration levels. So the research project that we're going to, this is going to be a pretty big research project is that imagine we now do two things. We are going to model the process of what happens when you get the Jabin in you, which is transcription will take, translation will take place, and that RNA will get converted to the spike protein. And then that spike protein will initiate an immune response, which is a creation of antibodies. Now, so if you follow that track, one of the things we're going to do with Cytosol, see how much of the antibodies are created and what is the efficacy of that, which means how long do they last? Because right now Pfizer is saying you're gonna to have to keep getting the boosters every six months, which means that it's probably not lasting that long, okay? And why? So that's one thing. That's called efficacy. The next thing we're gonna model, John, can you zoom in on that with Cytosolve and analyze, is for each one of those other ingredients, do they cause any harm to your body? John, come back the other way. Um, and what I mean by that is harm would be are they causing, let's say, inflammation in your body? You know, low-grade inflammation. With Cytosol, we've already have the mathematical models of that. So we can figure out where each of these molecules intersects in those pathways. And is it causing inflammation? Because as you know, inflammation causes all sorts of things. And if so, why and how? Okay. Um, now, uh, Cytosol, as many of you know, we do a lot of this research um, but this is going to be a pr pretty big project. So we're going to ask people for support and I'll talk about the research plan tomorrow. We're going to do some of it, but this is going to be, I want this to be our research project, an open science research project. We're going to bring Cytosol resources and technology. But we're also going to need some of your support because we're going to also have to pull people off other uh, projects, which I also have to and do this to support uh, everything we do here. So we'll talk about that. Imagine getting everyone in the world 
helping do this research in some way, supporting it. Maybe people want to give 50 cents a dollar, whatever it is, but it is going to take resources, but we're going to support as much as we can, but it's a way for everyone to participate. All the data that comes out, we're going to publicly share and every, all of us should invite Pfizer to come review our data openly. That's called science. Remember truth, freedom, and health. As you see scrolling down below, we want to have open debate, open discourse from the data, open science, real science, truth. And then we're going to invite anyone from Big Pharma to review our data, if it, the efficacy data, the toxicity data, et cetera. So uh, to make this a little more uh, on, the, on a different side, some of you may know that um, for nearly 10 years, you know, with the development of Cytosol Validation, Recently, last year, we said, hey, why don't we use Cytosol? Could we actually create a product that could support pain and discomfort? So we literally ran Cytosol through and we modeled all the molecular pathways of pain and inflammation in the body. And uh, we found two ingredients at very particular concentration levels that we see in the Cytosol system that are very good for reducing pain and inflammation. So I'll come back to this, but just to give you a practical view of what we're doing, uh, I want John to play a video, which will give you an idea of what, how Cytosol can be used in a very positive way. Go ahead, John. Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects, and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I'd start taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to hold cards in my hand. Very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 is Cytosolve optimized. 
which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. So anyway, um, John, you can take that away, the ingredients. So what I wanted to show you with MV25 is that's an example of where we've used Cytosolve to look at all the research that's out there on pain and inflammation, mathematically model it, and find out ingredients that, again, this was done without killing animals, right? Without uh, doing all the stuff that typically the pharma model does. So it's a very powerful uh, capability, and that's an example of it. So. What we want to do and what, what, what I'm starting to talk about and, and share with you guys is a Cytosol Open Science Project um, to explore the efficacy as well as the toxicity of what we see as the uh, Pfizer Jabin. And we want to do real science. We're going to do everything open. Um, as we do this project, we're going to ask, uh, we're going to, uh, some of it, uh, we're going to, all of it we're going to share, but we're going to I try to do it on a level where as we're getting data, we're sharing and sharing and sharing. And we encourage all of you to tell all your friends out there that we're gonna be doing, this is gonna be a historic project. We're using very powerful computational systems biology technique that has been published, that's out there. Hey, John, go to cytosolve.com, please. Can you bring that up in a window? If John can just go to cytosolve.com uh, in, a, in a window, John. Because what I want to show you is, um, if those of you are interested, we are actually doing some updates to our site. John, if you go to cytosolve.com, you can open that up in a window. There we go. And if you go to publications, so you can see that we've published, um, Cytosolve is a proven technology. We've published in some of the leading journals in the world, right there. And go down, John, um, in all different areas, plant sciences, right there, slow down. Um, and so we want you to go check that out. If you go to research, John, um, this page is being updated. And if you click on research and under research case studies, you can see we do all different kinds of work. We bring together, we publish a lot in many, many of the journals. Um, that's good, John. So let's go back. So please go explore that. But this very powerful technology that has been used by the biggest companies in the world, we're gonna really use it for open science. So no one can say, oh, this technology is not something that hasn't been used. Well, it's been published in the leading journals in the world that all the major majoring universities publish. And so it's a proven technology platform. Okay. Um, before I wrap up, a couple of announcements. As many of you know, we did a great march. Uh, just to let you know, our movement for truth, freedom, and health is not only do we do education like we're doing, not only do we do scientific research, but we also... Uh, we get on the ground and we do um, activism, okay? So John, do you wanna uh, just share with people the new poster? So we wanna let everyone know that uh, January 22nd at 12 noon, we need to march on Pfizer and Moderna. The problem is, you know, they don't share their data. They, they use a lot of fake science. We know that these pharma companies are profiting from censorship and they're profiting from sickness. They don't wanna talk about natural products. They're racist in many ways because all the traditional medicines are not even considered. 
The other big thing I wanted to bring up this poster, John, just zoom in a little bit, uh, the, bring the, is that notice we're going into Cambridge, Massachusetts. The misleaders in our movement for truth, freedom and health, the misleaders like the RFK juniors and the opportunists keep telling people to go march in front of city hall and state houses and some, you know, go to, uh, you know, Washington, DC. We know Robert F. Kennedy Sr. overtook over the civil rights movement and did a circus march in Washington in the civil rights movement. They, I mean, we'll do a longer video on it, but the civil rights movement was a bottoms up movement growing. And then the Kennedys came in and selected Martin Luther King to be their anointed one. And then they had this circus thing called the March on Washington. And it never dealt with the real issues because it was all top down. We see that happening with the medical freedom movement right now. Marching to Washington, marching to state houses, marching to city halls, you're marching to the prostitutes. The prostitutes of big pharma. Well, guess where the center of big pharma and big tech is in the world? It's right in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So everyone, wherever you are in the world, you know, support the march on Pfizer, Moderna, go to your local town halls if you can't come to Cambridge and support the Truth, Freedom and Health March or you're all welcome to come in here, but we need to march into the center of the belly of the beast and it is Cambridge, Massachusetts. John, bring back video close. The center of the belly of the beast is not Washington, DC. It is not city hall, it is not state houses. It is the center of big tech and big pharma and it is Kendall Square, Cambridge, Massachusetts. So I wanted to let you guys know about that. Hey, John, let's take some questions. What do we got? So are you showing us how dangerous it is? Yes, yeah, so what we're gonna do, Lori, is we're going to take a scientific approach because um, there's been so much noise on the internet. On one side, you know, people saying, oh, everything is safe. On the other side, you have all sorts of claims that are being made um, by people who frankly are putting stuff out there no one can verify. What we're gonna do is here, we're using the actual list of ingredients that the FDA has said. Maybe they're lying, maybe they're not, but it's subject to serious you know, criminal offenses if they are, but those are the ingredients. We're gonna look at all the molecular pathways that are involved in the immune response and all, particularly we're gonna look at inflammation to start with. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna look at when you take these ingredients individually, first we're gonna look at it in combination does it cause inflammation in your body? Now remember, one thing we, we've emphasized is one size does not fit all. Some people it may and some people it may not. So we're gonna also do the modeling of people who may have, let's say, hypertension, people who may have diabetes, because maybe these things have different varying levels of effect and being dangerous to different people. I hope that makes sense, okay? So yes, we're gonna do that, but remember, one size does not fit all. Think about it, there are people who smoke all day and live until 100 years old, and some other people, like I had an uncle of mine who smoked, and he died when he was in his 50s, okay? Different people have different uh, you know, body chemistries. What's the next question, John? Shiva, when are you launching the Truth, Freedom, and Health podcast? Yes, so we're actually on podcast, if you go, uh, if you go on iTunes, we just launched and we'll be updating those podcasts. We're also on, John, what are the other ones we're on? iTunes, um, Spotify. We just launched, in fact, today and you'll see more and more coming out. Thank you.
The world is watching. Brisbane, Australia, your work is extraordinary. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Rhonda. Remember, one of the huge advantages we have is that guys like me who are real scientists and who have all those degrees are supposed to shut my mouth up and really not do science in the interest of the people. What we're going to do right now, because and by the way, this idea came from all of you guys. Because of your, you know, asking me, hey, what's in that? Can you run it through Cytosolve? A bunch of things are going to occur, Rhonda. First, we're going to educate people on Cytosol. We're going to educate people on systems biology. But we're going to make this an open science project, open science. Think about what I mean by that. Today, how does science work? Taxpayers' money is taken, given to the government. The government then cherry picks where they're going to put their research money. That research money goes to big universities. Those big universities then do scientific research typically influenced by big pharmaceutical companies, data comes out, and then that data is used by the news media to build a narrative. So it's this big process. Guess what we're gonna do now? You guys have asked, how does this Jabin affect certain, is it, does it work? Is it toxic? Well, the technology we have Cytosol came out of MIT. It's been used by pharma companies. It's been used by nutraceutical companies. So they can't say this technology has no credibility. We've published. So we're gonna just take this very powerful engine, which is like an MRI machine, right? It's like a it's like a very powerful microscope. And we're gonna just point it at this. And the results we get, it's gonna be open science. We're gonna say, look, Pfizer, this is what we got. Do you wanna help us? Did we do something wrong? Please show us. So we're gonna make it fully open. Wherever the results take us, that's where, gonna, that's where it's gonna lead. That's called science. Okay, thank you, Rhonda. So it's gonna be very exciting. We'd look to all you guys to support this. We wanna make this a worldwide open science project. Cytosoft can't do it alone. I'm gonna, as many of you know, I've donated significantly to this effort, my time, my money, my resources, um, things that we could have used for other projects, but I want this to be a collaborative project, not just Cytosoft, not just mine, but all of ours. I don't trust the FDA. Yeah, well, what's interesting, Pam, is the FDA's concerned about toxicity. What I learned, you know, many years ago, we used Cytosol to discover a multi-combination set of compounds for pancreatic cancer. The big pharma companies have very powerful lawyers. The FDA is a bunch of bureaucrats. They can get through the FDA stuff that would normally not get through using lawyers. But the reality is, John, bring up those ingredients. Those are the ingredients that we have. That's what they're saying. So let's go with what they have. If we find that they're lying and people can prove that, that's what we're gonna go with. But this is in the actual documented letter that the FDA has put out. It's a legal document, okay? They're subject to serious violations of law, but this is what we have. Uh, people have said there are other ingredients. If you can verify it from an independent source, that's great. We don't wanna get into this thing where we're just making claims. This is what's on black and white paper right now um, that the, the, the pharma company has gotten, the government has gotten, it's out there. So let's uh, go with it. We're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Next. Uh, no, that's what we're going to be doing, Ronan. We're going to be modeling two things. We're going to be looking at all the molecular pathways that are involved when the COVID vaccine comes in, how translation takes place to create the spike protein how the spike protein then affects the up, up regulation of antibodies. That's one that's called efficacy.
Then we're gonna look at the toxicity relative to inflammation in the first pass. Question, Jim Young, is there a medical procedure or particular test a person can take to indicate or detect a person has any of the mRNA vaccine in their body or their system? Jim, that's a very, very good question. Now, um, there's a paper, what's fascinating is, it was only in June of 2021, six months ago, a paper came out saying how you would actually detect if the mRNA uh, was effective. And I'll talk about that shortly, okay? I'm gonna be doing a series of videos on this, but um, that just recently came out. It's in a paper that I'll cover. Next. Can you do a systems approach with breast cancer? Why or what cause it? Is it gene or toxicity in the body, please? Yeah, Flores, uh, Tess, you're bringing up a very important point, okay? Um, some people say there's a BRCA gene, okay, which causes it. Then you have the fact that there's um, constitutive things in the environment, and some people may have proclivities for it, okay? Chemicals. Um, it's something we can do. Again, the reason I'm excited about this is we're going to launch Cytosoft as an open science project. So, Flores, if you wanted us to do that, we could go get crowdfunding to support Cytosol to do that. There are many things like this we can start doing, but sure, we can do that because we've already modeled the molecular pathways of cancer relative to pancreatic cancer. Um, the pathways are obviously uh, at a high level systems approach. Cancer involves cells that start proliferating when they shouldn't and cells that don't die when they should. Cell death is called apoptosis. So we could apply it to breast cancer. But the bottom line is we're going to make this an open science project. We'll definitely do that. John, put that on our list. Did you take it? Are you able to function in your country if you haven't? No, I have not. Frankly, I haven't taken, I think when I came from India to here, I think I had to take probably like tetanus or something uh, many, many years ago, 1970. But I have not taken the current vaccine, nor will I, nor have I taken any of the flu vaccines ever in my life. Next question. Can you acknowledge that there are different levels of toxicity in each brand of vaccine? Yes, yeah, so Susan McFarlane, um, I don't know, you know, what we have is anecdotal data. We have stuff in the VARS database. What I wanna do is I wanna objectively go down to the molecular systems level and look at it right now we're going to start with, Susan, what we the data that we got for the Pfizer-BioNTech. If you can get data for the Moderna, the J&J, &J, we can start running those through. There's a lot of work we're going to have to do to set up the base stuff and test each. I mean, we're literally going to do what pharma... I mean, this is what the pharmaceutical companies should have done. The pharmaceutical companies should have used Cytosol way ahead. In fact, Trump should have called us, okay? But maybe they don't want to find the truth. We'll find out, okay? I don't want to... I want to be very objective here, but sure, if if others of you can very much get uh, what was in the Pfizer, the ingredients, we can also do that with other brands. Thanks, Susan, for your question. Yeah, so I don't know. I didn't see Maria in the ingredient list in the FDA, the graphenes. Um, if you can go do some research and find out if the ingredients there, maybe they're in the other. But what we have, John, put out the list again. This is what we have in the official FDA letter that came out on January 3rd, 2022. Um, I don't see the graphene in here. Um, maybe it's referring to one of the lipid particles, but I don't see it in here, but maybe it's in another brand. 
Next question. There were more ingredients when they first shared ingredients than they changed to this shortlist. Janet, can you send us that, please? Can you send us that? Obviously, um, everything we do, we want to, what we want to do is we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Let them, you know, if they're lying, they're lying. And we'll find that out. Truth always comes out. So what we have right now is a list that was literally in the FDA letter. If you have other ingredients that we can document, we'll keep advancing this list, but we have to have some documentation, official documentation. How do these affect the body? So Lisa Brown, that's what we're going to do. So your body is a big molecular reactor, right? Many, many reactions. Um, there are certain things, Lisa, that can cause inflammation in your body. There are certain things that can cause hypertension in your body. There are certain things that can cause blood clots in your body. These are all chemical reactions, right? You get leg cramps sometimes, right? Your eye may twitch in other cases, right? You may get spasms. All of those are molecular reactions. So what we're going to do is with cytosol, we can model those reactions and we can see if individually or in combination, these ingredients cause that to occur. We're going to start with inflammation as a first pass. And there's varying types of inflammation. Next. What about human embryo cells and HIV protein cells? So Susan, this is the mRNA vaccine ingredients. Um, I'm not sure which vaccine you're talking about. We're talking about the Pfizer Jabin, okay? So if you can find us information about the other ones with these things, I'd love to know about it, but we're literally gonna, as you guys find, we're gonna, it's gonna be a citizen science project, but in order to keep it, you know, very, very real, you're gonna have to find the documentation, okay? Next. Yes, so let's bring up that, uh, can you bring up the ingredient list again, John? So Johnny Zavala is saying, look at all that chloride. Yes, so there's 2.52 milligrams of sodium chloride in 0.3 milliliters, right? So we're gonna calculate mathematically, what is that concentration? Remember, this is what's injected into you. Into, and when we calculate this, we're gonna find out how much ends up at the cell surface, okay? But we have all the data here to do all the complex calculations. And we're gonna walk you through how we do each one of these um, as we do this process. And then we'll all, I mean, we're gonna put it out there and we'll ask Pfizer, if you wanna participate, you're open to come and talk to us, debate with us, discourse with us. We're gonna give them all the opportunities. Next. Will you analyze it, Moderna? Yes. So Lisa, if you can go, and by the way, we wanna start with one, okay? Um, if you guys find the ingredients in the others, we'll do them in parallel or serially but we need your guys' help. Again, citizen science, this is a first citizen science project. It's gonna be the one of the biggest citizen science project, probably the biggest citizen science project in the world. How are, how are you protecting yourself? Can you say on air, let us know suicide is not an option. We wanna protect you. Brandy, thank you. Many years ago, um, I did a similar project with Monsanto, as uh, GMO crops. John, can you go back to Cytosol? And there was a lot of concern at that time, Brandy. So John, can you go back to the Cytosol website? And, and I produced five research papers, which were breakthrough papers showing that when you, yeah, John, can you make that window a little bit bigger? Um, 
go, yeah, you can reduce me and reduce my thing and click on the publications. And if you zoom in a little bit, John, go slowly, go down, go down, please. I want to bring up a paper. Keep going down. Scroll down. Yep. Scroll down. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Write that. Click on that paper, John. So what we did here was this was a paper we did with Cytosol. So we did a series of five papers and you can click on that PDF, John, go down. Uh, yes, this was this, I think, yeah, go down. Keep scrolling down, John. Can you scroll down, John? Oops, did we lose John? John, are you there? Yeah, scroll down. So this was a paper that, yeah, down, click on that download paper, John. And it'll bring up the actual paper. Great. So, oops, let's see. But if John can't bring it up, but what we did, Brandy, was we did a series of five papers, which conclusively showed, yeah, there you go, John, scroll down, that when you do the genetic engineering of soy and soy in particular, that it actually upregulates formaldehyde and downregulates glutathione in the plant. So what we showed was that the plants actually get weaker and that the seeds of these plants are weaker. And scroll down, John. And then we compared our data with greenhouse data. Go down, John. So we modeled all the systems of genetic engineering. Again, here's Cytosol, go down. This was a great paper. And I'll show you the final results here. Go down. Those are the molecular pathways of you know various processes in the plant cells. Go down. This is the power of Cytosol. Go down, John. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Right there, stop right there, John. Oh, up, 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 you missed that table. Scroll, zoom in a little bit, John. So what you see here in silico, go to, go up a little bit, John, is go up, is up a little bit, The compare right there. Oops, I want you to, yeah. So you see in silico is Cytosol's results. In organic soy, you have 9.7 levels of glutathione. Glutathione is the most important antioxidant. But in RRSs, in Roundup Ready Soy, that's Monsanto soy, you see it's 3.9, which means there's a 249% prediction. I mean, uh, uh, less glutathione. So our technology predicted that. And then we found data done by researchers in Leeds, which showed that in, this, in the greenhouse experiment, in vivo, there's 9.9 .9 organic and 3.7. So we're very, very close. So thanks, John, come back. So th this shows the power of cytosol to model nature, okay? So yeah, so the reason I br brought that up, Brandy, a lot of people are concerned I was doing this research, was Monsanto gonna do anything? But once the cat's out of the bag, I have to just keep going out, Brandy, and keep talking. And once you're a public figure, you don't really can't really hide anymore, you know? And obviously um, you have to just keep telling the truth. And the more people we tell, that's really the ultimate protection. Next. We need a real movement in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm looking for a job. So I'm tired of all the damn mask requirements. By the way, I just want to, uh, Eric, you're going to bring me it. Look, the bottom line is this. We need to build a bottoms up movement, truth, freedom, and health. The movement for truth, freedom, and health that we have organized, we have close to hundred thousand people now globally involves three things. Number one, it involves education education of system science. And so every Monday evenings, myself and my leadership team, we teach a course for three hours. And I frankly, 
cannot speak to everyone all the time. And even though I'm very generous with my time, but I tell a lot of people have all these ideas about left wing, right wing, Republicans, Democrats, that without getting the proper political systems training, you're basically going to be lost. So I encourage everyone to get the education. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Number two is community. Once you learn this knowledge, your consciousness raises and you're going to want a community of people. So we've done that and people can commute independent of big tech, okay? Online in our own infrastructure. And third, activism on the ground, okay? Um, so I want everyone to go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And before I end this stream, John will give you, John, play the, uh, not now, John, but the full warrior video, John, you know, where we give all the features, get that ready. But go to truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior scholar, we need to build a bottoms up movement. What I'm doing with Cytosolve in supporting our movement is we're gonna support it with research and education. Next. Oh, thank you very much. Someone just gave us $5, very, very generous of you. Do, do, do ingredients each jab are boosters, same ingredients. Can you test per jab and cumulatively? Yes, great, great question, unknown. For, and thank you again for, for giving us the hat. Um, $5 donation. What we can do is we can literally model one jab, multiple jabs, and concentration levels. Yes. Now, as I understand, the boosters have the same ingredients, but we'll check that. Okay. Thank you. They give children a higher concentrated version. I didn't know that. We'll find that out. Okay. We can, by the way, do with our technology, we can do varying concentration levels. Next. Thank you, Claire Cook. Very sweet of you for your $9.99 donation. By the way, we're gonna ask all of you to support us because um, we're gonna go to Cytosolve, pull people off other projects, which are revenue generating projects, and we're gonna get Cytosolve to donate. But we're gonna ideally imagine having, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people all over the world being part of this research project. That's what we want. Thank you, Martin. Thank you very much. And um, John? So in closing, what I want to let everyone know, is, oh, thank you, uh, Guido Sarducci. Oh my God, that was a great guy on, I think, Saturday Night Live. Will you go to the, yes. So Guido uh, Sarducci, what we're going to do is all the data, we're going to build a little site every week, every, you know, however often we get the data, we're going to publish it and we're going to, and all of you can share it with everyone, okay? This is called Open Science Project. This is the way science was supposed to be done. It wasn't supposed to be done with a few people just doing it in back rooms and then publishing it in back rooms. It's going to be open science. We'll inv invite Fauci. We'll invite Pfizer. We'll invite everybody. We'll invite every professor in the world to come look at our work and we'll make all the data fully transparent. So we got to get beyond the grifting and the false claims because that hurts science. And then we want to get behind uh, beyond the deniers. Everything we do is going to be fully transparent. And if we make mistakes, we'll correct them. Okay, we're open to feedback. We're open to criticism. We're not here to, you know, we may do the calculations and maybe we'll make a mistake and we'll say, oh, we got that wrong, we'll fix it, okay? But we're not here to push an agenda. We wanna find the truth. And the other thing we wanna say is when we do this research, it's, it's, we're gonna also try to mathematically understand different kinds of people, right? Someone who has diabetes has a very different body chemistry than someone who's obese versus someone 
who's healthy or someone who comes from different backgrounds, right? We're going to try to capture that because one size does not fit all. And that's really the point I've been talking about since November of 2019, before all these opportunists, quote unquote, doctors and scientists got involved. We've always said it's beyond vax and anti-vax. It's really about the pharmaceutical companies want to push one size fits all medicine. That's what a systems approach teaches you. We got to move beyond the one size fits all approach, okay? Because one size fits all meaning everyone should eat a tomato, everyone should eat peanuts, everyone should do this, right? Well, some people take peanuts and they're allergic to them, right? This is going beyond that one size fits all model. But yes, all of our stuff, we're gonna make fully transparent how we calculated things, what literature we used, everything. So anyone else come validate us. That's the only way to win right now, full transparency. Thank you. Thank you, George Patrick. Thank you for what you do. George Patrick says, not many out there like you. Please don't stop. We won't. George and everyone out there, this is going to be our science project, which means the, we're going to show the world and big pharma and big academia and big tech how we do real science. Okay. Thank you, George Patrick. Okay, John. Uh, Ivermectin. Yes. Uh, Ruth A. Hibiki, once we get these models set up, one of the other projects we're going to launch is an antiviral project. Um, so, again, it, you know, we're, we can take ivermectin. What does ivermectin do, right? Again, once, so it's really important we set up the right infrastructure of the how the molecular pathways of viruses work. And then we can also start doing ivermectin. That'll be another project we can do, Ruth A. Ibiki, thank you for reminding me. Balakrishna Sastri. Well, thank you, Balakrishna, for your generous donation. Have you reached out to other scientists who are not sold out to Big Pharma? Thanks for your good work. Uh, Balakrishna, if you uh, and other scientists want to help us, we definitely want to be part of this. When we did the GMO project many years ago, I actually went back to my high school and we recruited young high school AP chemistry students. They actually helped us with them. We put their names on the paper. So sure. We want to, anyone who wants to help us can collaborate with us. Thank you. Shelly, thank you for your $3 support. Are you on Rumble? Yes, appreciate all your work. We're on Rumble. This video will be up there. Thank you. Uh, will Bonds 007, thank you. We need to meet on the weekends and demand paper ballots and a two write, write in whoever we want who's qualified. This is how we destroy the parties. You're absolutely right. Um, keep an eye out. I'm in the middle of finishing up two scientific papers on ballot images and on signature verification that's gonna come out shortly on our analysis in Maricopa. Thank you. Thank you, Will Bond, for your generous donation. Okay, everyone. What I wanna do is, in closing, it's 54. Uh, I don't wanna make this more than an hour. Again, it's a very, very exciting thing for me. I never thought we would come bring it all together meaning we've started our movement for truth, freedom, and health. Everyone go become warrior scholars. As many of you know, we also have been talking a lot about Cytosol, but now the truth, freedom, and health movement is gonna bring in Cytosol to answer a very important question about the toxicity and efficacy of the Jabin, okay? And can we as a community participate in this in an open science environment and set a high standard of how science should be done versus the black, you know, uh, op opacity in how science is currently being done. 
And to all of the social media people who run all the social media companies, I urge you that you're talking to groups of people now. We want to run an open science project. We hope in the interest of science, all the social media companies will, will not be influenced by the government's unholy alliance and try to shut this project down. Fortunately, people can also, we ha also have vashiva.tv. We'll also be putting all of this up there and we'll sharing everything with people. But everything we're doing is going to be fully transparent. So no one can say this is false. We're going to make all the data available. Okay. So John, uh, thank you very much to prove that natural immunity is better in the long run if one has recovered. We can also do that once we set up these pathways and we can make that accessible. Thank you, TR. So in closing, I want to encourage everyone to, to support the Truth, Freedom and Health movement. One of the things we're thinking about is as this research project goes, as you guys, thank you for your donations. We'll also give people you know, access to Truth, Freedom and Health. And I'm, just keep an eye out, be patient. All of this is happening in real time, but we're gonna integrate the Truth, Freedom and Health movement and this open science project. John, can you, John's gonna finish up with a video for everyone sharing with all of you, what is Truth, Freedom and Health and why all and all the different gifts and infrastructure we've created. It's taken me, frankly, 40, 50 years to put all these tools together, but education, you know, technology, community and activism. Thank you, John. Can you play the full video? Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to VA Shiva, the platform of education, technology, and activism, so you may raise your consciousness to win the truth, freedom, and health you need to create the future you deserve. The VA Shiva platform provides this truth, freedom, health warrior scholars the following three capabilities. Number one, an ultimate education that is based on the science of systems. Number two, technologies to empower you to take charge of your health, as well as social media tools, independent of big tech, so you can connect with other incredible truth, freedom, health warrior scholars equally dedicated like you to winning truth, freedom, and health. Three, instruments for activism so you become a beacon of light in your online and offline community to educate others' growth and advancement. VA Shiva provides you the foundations of the science of systems, the ultimate education. The science of systems provides you the missing fundamental scientific knowledge to understand every system in and around you. The science of systems will enable you to uncover the real problem and real solution in any situation and on any issue. Concerning the educational component, first you will receive direct access to me to learn the science of systems in my three-hour live private online group class that I run every week. Second, you will have access to archived lectures so you can continue your education independent of me. Third, you can test your proficiency in learning the fundamental principles and get a formal certification for the foundations of systems. Independent of this classroom education, you will receive also four important books. The first book is the best-selling classic Systems and Revolution from which you can learn all of these concepts and more. The second book is The Science of Everything that will educate you on how the science of systems is the foundational knowledge of every system in the universe. The third book, Your Body, Your System, focuses on how to understand the interplay of these systems within your own body. And then the fourth book, Your System, Your Life, will help you apply these principles to other aspects of your life, such as running a business, understanding relationships, and more. Beyond the curriculum and books, the second capability is the technologies that you will be afforded. One of them is a powerful Your Body, Your System software, which is an online laboratory where you can use your body as a system to further deepen your understanding of the science of systems. 
systems. The tool allows you to understand what kind of system you are. Is your system on course or is it off course? And how the inputs of food, supplements, herbs, activities such as sleep, yoga, meditation, exercise can affect your body to bring it back on course. Finally, to support your education, I've also included a seminal scientific paper that I wrote which will help you understand that the knowledge of systems it does not only originate in the modern world starting in the 1920s and 30s, but it actually dates back 10 to 20,000 years and intersects directly with the foundations of Eastern systems of medicine. In addition to this, you will also get two scientific papers sharing how the science of systems can also be used to apply to understanding how food is medicine. One paper exposes turmeric from the molecular systems level and how it affects your body. The other paper explores ginger and how that affects your body. That's just the educational piece. As you raise your consciousness through this education, you will likely want to connect with other Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars in an environment where you can connect and build community. To support that, I've also created two powerful social media tools. One of them is the VA Shiva Forum. Here you can start discussions, you can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva Social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva Social to interconnect with your fellow Truth Freedom Health Warrior scholars and build community. Beyond the education capability and the social media capability, the platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. Powerful educational cards and research are included so you can pass these cards to your friends and neighbors that provide them summarized content which further directs them to online research and education. In addition to this, the activism component also provides you many, many short one-minute educational video content, memes, and text allowing you to quickly craft messages for your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and other pages so you can deliver content to educate others and drive them to longer educational posts on VA Shiva. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom, and health you deserve through education, technology, and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar today. Thank you. Anyway, everyone, I hope that was helpful. I'm very excited. Um, I'm very excited because it's all coming together. The movement for truth, freedom, and health, the science of Cytosolve, and all of our participation. Uh, keep an eye out. Um, we're going to be um, sharing more details of this. But um, if again, if any of you find more details, let me know. But we're right now going to start with the Pfizer BioNTech. As we get more and more details on the other uh, Jabeens, we'll also layer them in. Very, very exciting. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Have a good night.